The Restless Midlifer podcast. Get health, weight and life back on your terms. Hi and welcome to episode 94 of the podcast. Okay, so this week I'm going to do a, what I would call a catch yourself on week, or as my Irish cousins would say, catch yourself on. Uh, bad Irish accent, so apologies to my cousins there. But um, I think it's useful every so often to just do that, to actually catch up with life, with our heads, with our, the demands, and just take pause and stop and take stock. Really, that's what I'm talking about this week. And I think not only am I going to do this because there's been a lot happening, um, but also want to encourage you to do this at some points in your day, in your month, particularly now that it's February. It's a chance to just reflect on how has the year started against your expectations or your hopes, and how can we shape it to make it to move it and continue it in the direction or to move it back in the direction that you wanted to go to. Um, so uh, just as, I guess it really is a heads up as well for the, the, the coming podcast episodes. I'm going to have fewer guests over the next few episodes, um, more to allow a focus really on the, the really simplifying things. What I want to do is bring things back in terms of how do we stay on track with our goals through the power of simplification, the power of focusing on what would it look like if it was simple. And that's a question that I heard uh, here from Tim Ferriss, the um, author of 4-Hour Workweek and the uh, podcast host, Tim Ferriss Short. And I think it's a great question, particularly for the likes of me, and perhaps you, if you're prone to overcomplicate things as life moves on, adding to, to the system, adding to the process, adding to your day, rather than taking stock and, and thinking, right, hang on a minute, what can I remove? What could I do? How could I make that simpler? What would I, this look like if it was simple? And those kinds of questions are really useful because life is full on and we can get carried away with things. So that's what I'm going to be looking at over the coming weeks um, with the odd guest in, in two. And I'm going to be bringing back Mark Telford as well, who's been on a couple of the episodes, three episodes so far. Um, and for those of you who've been a listener and have been reading my Restless Midlife or Chronicles, my weekly newsletter. If you don't shout out for that, then visit the website uh, midlifereshape.com and check out and sign up for it. Because what I've been doing over the last 15 weeks now, and I continue to do, is having a, at the, the bottom of the newsletter an optional read, which is chronicling my own journey and my health, fitness, and well being. The ups and downs, the real side of it, rather than trying to present any kind of false. Um, you know, follow my six-step plan and you'll be you'll be like me, etc. For starters, you're not like me and I'm not like you. We're all very different. But the beauty of it is that we all have our own individual journeys and I want to share that, in the, and I do share that in the Chronicles. Uh, but anyway, Mark, um, uh, as, you, as those of you know from previous episodes, uh, has, is a fitness trainer. He's pursued a different career away from fitness, focusing in um, management, logistics management in particular. But... His background and pedigree is a fitness trainer, personal trainer, running a gym, coaching Olympic hopefuls, female Olympic boxing hopefuls, um, loads of experience. He's now also taking on a role in my local CrossFit box um, as um, a CrossFit trainer as well, time permitting, because he does have a lot on. Um, but one of the things that Mark and I have been doing over the last, uh, well, it must be four months now, is we have been um, working together as a team to compete in the Northern Championships CrossFit. So I do talk about this in Chronicles, but I'll give you a bit of a backstory because they actually occurred, happened on Saturday. Now this all stemmed from the podcast really because Mark in our previous episodes and conversations has, has given advice on you know healthier eating, the power of batch preparation, batch cooking to help you with staying on track with eating, um, and you know, talking about the, the importance of resistance training and that kind of thing. So we've had some great conversations. And what sparked him to suggest, well, 
the, the conversations actually sparked in that suggest to me, Dave, do you fancy as part of your Operation D-Move, because I've talked about my Operation D-Move, and for those of you who are more recent listeners, um, that's my own goal um, to uh, lose a bit more weight. I've lost a, a fair bit, but I'm kind of had at one point stuck a bit. Um, to lose weight, torn up, and to um, lose the man moves. So I t- I've talked about them in previous episodes, but knowing that was my um, ambition, uh, or my short-term goal that fits into my longer-term life vision of being fitter at 66 than I was when I was 45. I'm now 52. I can definitely say I'm on the right trajectory. I am definitely fitter at 52 than I was at 45. Um, knowing that goal, Mark suggested, why don't why don't you, fan, do you, do you fancy entering a CrossFit competition? And how about the Northern Championships are coming up, the qualifiers, how about me and you pair up? Now, Mark is all fit athlete, all lots of experience, does a lot of competitions, and then there's me, and this was an interesting pairing, but I took him up on it because it scared me, but I also thought, you know, I could learn a lot, and I've always fancied maybe having a go at some point, possibly in the future, at some point having a go at these competitions. So we entered the the qualifiers um, last year, I think it was October, November time, three three qualifying um, events, uh, workouts, which we did within the CrossFit gym and videoed, um, and really, there was an all expectations from my part, and Mark managed that as well, of us getting through. It was experience of entering a competition and doing the qualifiers, and that was the beauty of it. There was no pressure of thinking we will get through, etc., etc. Um, this Northern Championships is a regional um, CrossFit competition. It's the first. It was the first event of uh, of the Northern Championships, the inaugural event, and the intention for them, the organisers, is to build this up into an annual. And by the looks of it, a biannual event with different categories later on in August. So it looks, it was quite an exciting event. Now, we did the qualifiers, and I learned a lot, and I've charted those in my chronicles, if you want to check out the blog, uh, on midlifereshape.com. So I learned a lot and built some confidence up, learned the difference between competition, um, workout, and uh, performance, and actually working out in the gym during the workout, the CrossFit boards, as they call them, the workout of the day. Um, So learned lots, learned lots, and enjoyed it. But blow me, didn't we actually get through and qualify? Now, we were very far down in terms of the, because we entered the scale category, which for those of you who don't know CrossFit, there's different um, levels. Every active, activity and exercise can be scaled up or down. So if you get stronger and fitter, you can scale up to heavier weights, to more complex moves, to more challenging moves. And if you're not, or you have some sort of um, impairment, um, disability, you can scale right down to, or right down or vary it to different degrees so that you can still compete. Because one of the beauties of CrossFit is it's very, very encouraging of an inclusive community to, to set, encourage all sort, all people to, to join wherever. So anyway, we scaled, we entered the scale division. So it wasn't the, the higher level, it was scaled down very much at the top end, I would say, of my own abilities. Um, still, despite the you know, despite the fact that it was scaled, so we uh, somehow qualified um, and got through to. I think we qualified at place seventeen, and there were nineteen on the list. Um, subsequently, there were eighteen teams uh, to, to went through the northern championships because you're given the option of whether you do want to progress or not. So one team dropped out, and on the day on Saturday, we actually competed, and it was a brilliant day. We actually were the last team on at the start of the, the event because the eighteenth team didn't turn up for whatever reason, don't know. Um, but there was loads of atmosphere, some great photographs and videos. I'm going to edit that into a short little video and put it on YouTube if you're interested. There will be links in the um, in my newsletter and in the show notes to that if you're actually interested in seeing what happened on the day. But basically, it was a whole day 
five workouts, different challenging things. The first workout was uh, running, biking, and rowing. Second workout was um, it was sandbags, lifting, hoiking sandbags over a bar, backwards and forwards. The sandbags got heavier and heavier as you moved on, and then some clean and jerks or some Olympic lifting. Um, third one was um, I can't remember to be honest. My head's full of all sorts of things. There was pull-ups. There was um, some more running, there was uh, some overhead squatting, there was some burpees over the bar, there was all sorts of different techniques and, and tactics and, and, and exercises within it. Overall, what an amazing fun day. And out of the teams, I think actually when I say 14, I think there were 14 teams turned up on the, uh, in our scale division by the Emirates. So we were, I think, technically 14th. I've lost track of what the numbers were. But we qualified, we finished at 12th position. Now, that's quite low down, but I'm actually over the moon because A, we weren't last when technically we, we came in as the last team in that, and I achieved a couple of personal bests. So for me, it was a real achievement, a real boost, considering I had a sleepless couple of nights beforehand, really nervous, went along and did it. I still made the effort to enjoy it and appreciate the event as well. And one of the things, this brings me on to one of my first catch up, catch yourself on points, because that's what's happened. And Mark and I are going to have a debrief on this on the podcast, not just about the about the um, the event, but also what next for me in terms of my goals. So we'll, that's going to be one of the podcast episodes. That's why I mentioned Mark in the first place, actually. He's going to be coming on and we're going to talk about that. Lessons learned and what's next, because in in terms of my own midlife journey, I want to share that with you in terms of I'm not at Operation D move, hasn't been fully completed, there's been some ups and downs, the competition itself proved to be um, a, a little bit of a distraction, although all completely positive, um, but we'll debrief that more fully when we uh, have that podcast episode. But as I said, I've got a couple of points to, to pick up around it. Firstly, what a fantastic event, loved it, and, and the power of those goals, having some goals to work towards, as much as it might scare you, um, do focus them mind, do help you um, stay motivated or, or get out when you don't feel motivated to do the activity or exercise. So it's worth really thinking about, I think point one is that, is thinking about what small goals, short-term goals, can you build into your into your your days and your weeks and your months, and for, the, for now in February, if you've set out on a health goal or something, like that, whether it's lose weight or get fitter or healthier or both, what could you do to introduce something? Not not too big, not overly um, ambitious in the sense that it would crush you from the start, you you don't believe you can do it and therefore you won't, don't even try. Something that's just a little bit outreach, a little bit of stretching, that with the support and of, of a, a community, which I'm going to come on to next, or friends, family, etc., you can get there or you can get somewhere there because it doesn't have to be all of the way there. It just needs to be in that direction and then you've made some improvements. So what could it be? A run, a walk, a couch to 5k where you start by walking and running and then you build up. Could it be CrossFit? Could it be swimming? Could it be swimming in a pool for the first time? Swimming in a pool and building up your lens? Swimming open water swimming? Going on or, um, countryside walks? Building up your hill walking? Whatever. There's loads of opportunities, loads of ideas. What could it be for you? What could that one thing be? Um, I'm going to spend a bit more time on this singular focus, the one thing, when I talk about simplification of future podcasts. But if you pick one goal that complements and moves you in the direction of your health and and uh, fitness ambitions, or if it's not health and fitness, if it's something else, what could one goal be? Whether it's um, you know a career or a business change, it might be uh, developing, taking a course, a short course, or even a taster course, that kind of thing. There's lots of things. What small goal could push you out of your comfort zone and move you in that direction? So that's my first one. Second point is the power of community. Now I've talked about this a lot, and it's been it's been mentioned a lot in podcasts with guests as well. 
But I do want to emphasize an aspect of community that I hadn't really appreciated until the weekend when the CrossFit training team, that the, 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 the gym that I work, that I do my workouts at, um, gathered on Saturday to sort of to compete and support each other. Um, and it, it reminded me of, yes, the power of community. It's really important that, particularly in this day and age where perhaps we're doing more hybrid working, where we're perhaps not out and about as much as perhaps we were, depending on what roles and work you're doing, um, that we still we build in this sense of community. And the community could be local, it could be your street, your village, obviously, or it could be your workplace, in which case it's really important to maintain that, not just through the electronic means if you can, but in person as well. But it may be across things like geography and um, uh, you know uh, work. So it could be an association, whether it's something like a chess club, stamp collecting, fitness, running club, walking group, or for me, the CrossFit uh, group. The, there is power in connection. We've evolved to be connected and to stick together, uh, to work together, to cooperate. There's something about that for human beings, and it's really, really powerful. And there's loads of research, and there's probably no doubt more going to be coming out now, a post-pandemic, where which emphasises the real importance of community and support and not isolating. But one of the things that Saturday remind me of, and I think this is this is a dimension of community that perhaps doesn't get highlighted as much or as articulated, but it's, it's, it's kind of unspoken, but it's there. It's the reminder that when you're in these communities, and providing they are positive communities, not positive communities that are focused around something hateful, so let, you know, let's step away from that, obviously, but if they're positive communities, upbeat, can-do, supportive, helping each other out type communities, then there is something that reminds us, something really, really, really important that I think we can lose sight of, particularly, I don't know, it seems to be, this day and age, these last few years. Um, and it's that most people are good people. And I think this is really, really important. And it reminds me of in 2010, when uh, my mate Stu Powell and I, and we still need to get Stu on the podcast to talk about these events as well, we cycled Land's End at John O'Groats. Um, it was my 40th birthday. He wanted to do it in memory of his mother. Uh, Mama passed away sadly from ovarian cancer. And we decided to cycle Land's End at John O'Groats. And then 2012, we actually cycled London to Barcelona, so we kind of repeated the challenge, but a little bit different across countries. And at the time, particularly for the Lands End John O'Groats, I can't remember for the, the, the London Barcelona, but I was working within the police. I returned to the policing after my business had failed. I was rebuilding, I was working part-time, and I'd fallen back into some of the habits or the, some of the, the, the experiences you, you, you do see as a police officer. You kind of tend to see the, the sad, the bad and the really just the, the really distressed and troubled people. So you can start to get a cynical taint on life. You can start to see the nasty stuff, the bad stuff, the unpleasant stuff, and start to let that colour your world. Now I made a deliberate effort when I returned to the police at that time to not let that happen, but inevitably it does seep in. So I remember in 2010 having um, problems with punctures along the way for the first couple of days uh, on my bike. And the number of people, the number of wonderful people that I met along the way who were so, so helpful in helping me change tyres, repair my tyres. We stayed in a B&B in Great Torrington. Um, and the gentleman there was a cyclist, had loads of things and helped me fix my bike and, and, and do all sorts. And all the way we cycled through, we had written on our back of our um, uh, overalls, <clears throat> you know, doing it for charity, blah, blah, blah. We had people stopping, waiting for us, handing over a tenner here, a fiver there, somebody trying to drive along and hand it through the window, which wasn't the safest thing. But it struck me 
in then and in 2012 when we were cycling through um, England, France and Spain, just how amazing because I had a problem in Spain, in France with my gears and had to stop at a bike shop in a village somewhere, I can't even remember the name, but what a wonderful fella the fella in the bike shop was for helping me sort my gears out. It was just a reminder that, do you know what, most people, despite our opinions and biases, most people are inherently have a goodness in them and have a willingness and a desire to help to help others, particularly if you're just trying to help yourself. And it's an amazing, wonderful, refreshing, revitalizing view on the world. And I remember coming away from my 2010, 2012 rides, feeling that. And then life gets on and you kind of start to lose a little bit of that, I guess, yes. But Saturday was one of those moments, those reminders that, you know what, there's a community here that don't care whether you're number one, whether you win. They care about you trying and supporting you. And I and I was probably one of the least fit in, in the category, in the group on that day. But the cheers, the encouragement, not just from the CrossFit Taylor training group and teams and the people who came to support, but from everybody. When you're fighting to put, lift that bar up onto your shoulders for that push that's just, a, for me, a personal best. I managed to increase a personal best on a clean um, for me by five kilos, all of that kind of thing. But it's the positivity. So it's the wonderful warmth that you get from it, but the reminder that more of us, we're all good people. The majority of people are good people. We're just trying to do the best we can in life. And when given an opportunity and when given a community, we can come together in a wonderful, positive, powerful way. So really what I wanted to stress there is to, or to encourage you to think about is what are the communities that you're involved in? It doesn't have to be necessarily something formal and organized, but what are the groups and the people and the, the communities that you, you are involved in or could get involved in and what do you get from it? Because it's really important that we don't just get the social connection, but the reminder that actually more people, most people are good people. And despite what we see on the news, yes, there's some bad things happening in the world. The majority of people are doing their best and are willing to give you a helping hand. And that is a real boost to our well-being, to our sense of optimism and our feeling that we can do. Because I wouldn't have been there on Saturday if it wasn't for Mark, if it wasn't for the support and the encouragement of everybody in the CrossFit training team. And I wouldn't have enjoyed the day or found it as, as fulfilling and amazing as it was if it wasn't for the atmosphere. So that's my another parting thought really for you on that community. What communities can you get involved with? And build that into your life. Build it into your goals. Because you'll, you'll not only achieve your goals, but you'll enjoy the journey. And it will shape your life and your sense of who you are in that positive direction, the direction of your goals, rather than the isolation and the starting to believe the self-talk, but perhaps, you know, we, we can pick up and start to believe that narrative in our head, like, I can't, what's the point, there's no point, it's a waste of my time, I'm just going to make an idiot of myself, I'm going to make it, all of these were thoughts that I had over the coming weeks, and I'm going to go, I'm going to drop the bar, I'm going to make a right tit of myself, whatever it is, and actually, do you know what, I did drop the bar, I did miss this, I did make a mistake here, but I had nothing but encouragement nothing but encouragement and support and that's what reshapes and reminds you to stop believing the self-cabotage as I call it and to 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 build and keep pushing yourself out there so I'm just going to look at my list here for my uh, other points because oh yeah Operation D-Move I guess that's just a quick update because I'm going to sort of explore this more with Mark as we go forward um, Operation D-Move for those of you who maybe are kind of just in the is to get get more of the weight off slim down lose the man boobs and um, achieve a level of weight that I'm comfortable in my own skin with. Now, I'm a lot more comfortable, I'm a lot fitter than I have been. As I said, I'm on that fitter at 66 and I was at 45. I'm a long way there um, and I've got a, way to, a little way to go. So as I've talked about my three phases of weight loss, I'm in that last 
mile, that last mile of the run, that's the last stone, stone and a half to lose. But as we get there, then that gets trickier. So we plateau and that kind of thing. So for me, just a quick update, um, I'm kind of doing okay in the sense that um, not put any weight on, I'm kind of, I've lost a little bit of weight and but and definitely added some muscle and toned up and that's largely thanks to the CrossFit and the training over the last six months or so in particular. What I have found, and I'm gonna talk about this with Mark uh, and also over the, the episodes around Simplify, is that I need to then step into a more singular focus on losing those final pounds. Now it's not because I necessarily want to be some front page cover model or whatever or have a six pack abs and whatever because to me I think for that that would be mean living a life that I don't particularly want to live to achieve something that really wouldn't be necessarily for me. Um, it'd be nice to achieve it once but I'm not sure I would like to live the life to sustain it but I definitely want to be a bit slimmer for a number of reasons, vanity admittedly but health as well because I as I reported in a previous podcast episode my cholesterol's dropped my risk of heart attack uh, has dropped pretty low um, over the last few uh, years of work, but I want to get it down a little bit more. So part of that is to focus on diet and exercise, which I'm already doing, but to get the, these last few pounds off as well. So that's my focus going forward, and it is about focusing down on that and less on um, perhaps achieving PBs in the weightlifting in CrossFit or getting faster times, although they may come in some respects, but focus on particularly on the weight loss. So coming up, I guess, it, it, as a teaser for future episodes is my reporting on that, but also I'm going to bounce this around with Mark uh, live on a podcast, so to speak, and uh, get some thoughts and then really get into that. And I'll tell you my plans uh, around that as we go. So um, that, that's one thing. Um, and again, I'm just looking at it. Yeah, so we've talked about the Simplify and um, the Singular Focus. I think really that's that's probably the key things for this episode. 21 minutes in, I hope um, there's a bit of food for thought. For me, it's about just sharing with you where I'm at. And I suppose that's really the key the, the, to sort of re-emphasize what I see the restless midlife is about. I am a restless midlife. I'm always seeking and searching for the adventure, for the new stuff, but without losing the appreciation for the present, for the achievements, for the experiences that I'm having now, and for what I do have now. But pushing myself and seeking to give myself as fit as I can, get myself as fit as I can in midlife, but for midlife and beyond. But to do it in an honest and real way and to share these experiences both on the podcast but also my uh, Chronicles uh, newsletter because there is a lot out there that's not only confusing but it's false. It's, it's promoting overly simplified, easy pathways to some unachievable or achievable but at what cost type um, looks or results and for me I want to keep it real I want to live my life and I want to be healthy I want to be around and have a good quality of life moving forward for all the right reasons but I also want to enjoy life right now and that's really what it's about for the restless midlifer and if you're a fellow restless midlifer then hopefully join me on the future episode of the podcast join me in the chronicles and share it with anybody else who's a future, who is potentially a restless midlifer. Somebody who's in that position who is feeling like they might be feeling a bit trapped, crushed or lost, directionless in their work and their life. They might be feeling like their health has been put on hold um, for other things. They might put a bit of weight on. It's not always about the weight, but it is about the health aspects of things, whether it's blood pressure, cholesterol, that kind of thing. Um, and just feeling like they really want to shift and make a change. And to, to encourage them to listen to the podcast, because the podcast is not about providing simple six-step plans, but it is about providing inspiration, motivation, insights and tips and thoughts and hopefully build a community as well of people who feel the same, want the same and want to look forward and build a life for that midlife and beyond.
So I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It has been a bit of a catch yourself on. Some key things just are really around the, the power of community, of appreciating and moving forward in your health um, and doing it in, in sort of that real way. Um, and I will catch you on the future episodes. So take care for now. Thank you for listening. You'll find all show notes, links and resources mentioned at midlifereshape.com forward slash podcast. And it would mean so much if you could spread the word to your fellow restless midlifers. Share the show and links. And if you aren't already, subscribe to the show in your podcast feed of choice. And one more thing. If you enjoy the show, it would be great if you could rate it by visiting midlifereshape.com forward slash review. It would mean so much, and I may even give you a shout-out in return. And a quick final thanks to production assistant Karen North of North BA and for the music, which is called Silver Star by the awesome Logan Nicholson of Music for Makers at musicformakers.com. Take care for now, and don't forget, you really can reshape your midlife health and rekindle that spirit of adventure.